Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or if you use Apple to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. I recently saw the Federal Reserve uh, made an announcement. They, they provided some new numbers. And what they, what they said, they revealed that household debt in America has eclipsed $15 trillion. $15 trillion of debt owed by us Americans. And, you know, if you've listened to the past episodes, I hate debt. I think debt is not doing us a service. We view debt as a tool. We view debt as good in our society. Culturally, it's just what we know. It's just what we do. But I firmly believe that debt is crushing us. And I think it's crushing young adults. I think student loan debt is an epidemic in and of itself that is crushing the hopes and the dreams of our young people. And so when I saw this news that household debt has eclipsed $15 trillion and hit an all-time high, I'm like, awesome. Awesome. Here we go again. Because during the pandemic, debt started to, to, to trickle down. Stimulus checks came. People started making some wise decisions. Not all wise, but some wise decisions. We started paying down our debt. And things st- started to get a little bit better. A little bit. But here we are, and so I have an article pulled up, and I'm going to read little bits and pieces and just just maybe just talk about that a little bit. This article, I've, I've read several articles, and I have one pulled up right now. It says, household debt hit a record in the U.S. as home and auto prices soar. So house prices skyrocketed, as we all know. We know this. Auto prices soared. You know, this is this has been wild. I mean, people, people with... with vehicles are going up in value. That's how crazy it's been with cars right now is that is that auto prices are soaring. And so when that when prices go up, the debt goes up as well. And so so household debt hit a record high as auto prices and home prices soar and more more Americans return to splurging with credit cards as the economy recovers. Do you see the irony in this? We're splurging with credit cards. So we're buying more things that we may or may not need with money we don't actually have. We're splurging with borrowed money. So household debt increased by $286 billion in quarter over quarter after it's been essentially even through the pandemic. Uh, the biggest driver was mortgages, went up by $230 billion. You know, house prices are going up. More people are going into homes. They feel the pressure. The world says we need to buy a home. Home prices are going up. Everyone says you need to buy. So they say, okay, here we go. And so we're, we're going further and further into debt. But I think the more concerning is, is the non-mortgage stuff. So non-housing debt increased by $61 billion, including $28 billion in car debt, increased car debt. And so... It doesn't make any sense to me. 
Car prices are skyrocketing. Isn't this the worst time to decide to go buy a new car? I have a lot of clients that are interested in buying cars and they say, Travis, should we be buying a car right now? I'm like, not if you can help it. Some of us need to buy a car. You know, our cars are breaking or something happens or we, or we need a different car for XYZ reason. That happens. But if you don't need to buy a car, like let's not buy a car right now. It's crazy out there. And if you do need to buy a car, how about we buy something we can afford? How about we buy something that we can save for? Why are we just, just going so deep into debt? Credit cards went all, also went up by $17 billion, though they are not at a high. Credit card balances went down a fair amount, and they're just now bouncing back up by $17 billion. Student loans grew, surprise, by $14 billion. And that's just the way the world works. Uh, student loans are going out of control right now. And so and a lot of people are, are spending tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt to go to college via their parents' basement. We're sitting at home on, doing online school, paying tens of thousands of dollars in student loans for the privilege to do so. So this article talks about kind of what's transpired. And it says, during the pandemic, many households paid down debt and increased their savings thanks to the government stimulus checks and reductions in spending, which is, which is true. We, we, weren't, we weren't going out to eat a lot. We weren't driving as much during the pandemic. The stimulus checks came. So there was a season where people kind of flipped the script a little bit. They were spending less, more money was coming in. Some good decisions were made. And then it says, however... The trend is now reversed as consumers rush to spend their stockpiled wealth. So we're rushing to go spend as much money as we can. So amid all the other chaos going on right now, we have a broken labor market. We have rampant inflation. The stock market seems to be kind of frothy. We have a lot of things that are happening in our culture and all the while, we're just going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And so I just want to take a few minutes to just talk about this because I think a lot of people can relate. Ask yourself, are you deeper in debt than you were two years ago? Almost every single person is going to say yes. Why? Because that's just the way the world works. 80% of Americans are in debt. Culturally, it's not a bad thing to have debt. Culturally, debt is a good thing. And so just by nature of that, most of us are going deeper and deeper into debt. Now, I decided more than a decade ago, I don't ever want to go into debt again. And so that's not the case with me. Now, there is a cost. And the cost is called patience. When we borrow money, we are stealing from our future self so that today's self can have what they want. Here's the problem with that. Your today's self will someday be your future self. And I can tell you, 30-year-old Travis was awfully pissed off at 24-year-old Travis. 30-year-old Travis had a beef with 24, 25, 26, 27-year-old Travis. Because 20 young Travis screwed older Travis. Because I eventually became future me. And I had to live with the consequences that younger me did. We don't think about that. All we think about is, yeah, but I want that thing now. I want that phone now. I want that car now. 
we don't ever just take a step back and say, you know what, maybe we should wait. Maybe there's a better way. Because our culture says, no, there is no better way. This is the better way. Sign the dotted line. Go into debt. Get what you want now. Everyone's doing it. And so we do. But I can tell you one thing. 40-year-old Travis is grateful for 30-year-old Travis. 30-year-old Travis started doing some good things. Future me is so grateful from past me. 40-year-old me, I get to do things today at 40 that I couldn't have done otherwise. If younger me didn't make some of those decisions that he made, I'm grateful for that guy. I'm grateful for the decisions he made when I was in my early 30s. I wouldn't be here doing this. I would not be able to have a podcast. I would not be able to serve my clients. I would not be able to speak or to write or to do any of these things had early 30s Travis not made some good decisions for once. Because when we go into debt, we're stealing from our future self. And so today's Travis didn't get stolen from. Today's Travis gets to live his best life and to follow God's call in his life and gets to to live an amazing journey with his family. And so some of you are in the process of continually stealing from your future self to the tune of $15 trillion a year in this country. And if you are, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you stupid. It just means you're doing what the world's saying to do. But here's the good news. You can change that today. We can make a different decision. From age 16 to age 27, all I did was fall down that trap. I got my first loan at 16. It might even have been 15 when I got my first car. I continually went down the road and down the road and down the road, deeper and deeper and deeper. But at some point, I made a decision. Now, I was cursed and blessed with a moment, a very profound moment in my life where it all came to a screeching halt. And I lost my job. And I didn't have choices. And I had to tell my new fiance that I had screwed up my life. I had that moment when I was 20, I think I was 27. But here's the problem. That, that actually was a blessing. In hindsight, that was a blessing. But most people don't get that blessing, if we can call it a blessing. Most people don't have that profound moment where they say to themselves, oh my gosh, I made a big mistake. Instead, we just continue along the journey believing it's right, believing it's okay, believing it's good. And we don't know until it's too late. I work with lots of people I've worked with people in their 40s and their 50s. And I've worked with some people in their 60s. And they didn't realize it was too late. They didn't know. And it was tough. It was so tough. And so the the beauty of me getting humbled and crushed at age 27 is it allowed me to see the error of my ways and to do something different. Because I can promise you, and people are like, Travis, you're so humble and you make good decisions and blah, blah, blah. That, that may be today, but if you knew me when I was 18, 
22, 24, 26, if you knew me in that time period, I don't think humble is a way you would describe me. I was probably a smarty pants, arrogant jerk in a lot of regards. I was selfish. I was narcissistic. I believed it was about me. I was going to get what I wanted now. So I think if you knew me at that time, I think you could relate. But I had a choice. And you have a choice. We all have choices. And whether you make that choice today or next week, next month, next year, that's still a choice you get to make. Because every day we decide to stay in debt, that's still a choice. Because I always say debt's not about the math. It's not about a financial equation. And debt's not a one-time decision. When we go into debt, when we walk into the the car dealership and we sign those papers, that's not a one-time decision. We're making a new decision each and every month when we make our payment. And I recently spoke at a church last weekend and I used the illustration. I had $500. I had had $500 bills on me. And I I held it up and I asked, do you know what you would do? If you had this $500, do you know what you would do with it? Most people do. Most people know like, oh man, if I had 500 bucks every month, I know what I would do with it. I came back to that later in the message and I said, here's this $500. Remember I asked you what you would do with it every month if you had it? And this is the catch. You do have it. You just spend it on something else. For most of us, we're spending it on debt. If the average car payment in America is over $500 a month, we do have the money. We're just doing something else with it. And every time, every single month when we make these debt payments, and whatever your number is, it's $500 or $300 or $900 or $1,700, whatever it is, every time we make that payment, that is a choice. Because for most of our debt, we can, we can un- unwind it quickly. For a lot of us, we can unwind those payments today, tomorrow, next week. We can, we can make some drastic decisions to unwind this. So every month we make these payments, that is a decision. And every time we hand that money over for our debt payments, it's money we could, could be using for something better, but we're not. And you know what that something better is. Maybe it's giving. Maybe it's traveling, making memories with your family. Maybe it's investing for your kid's college or for your retirement. There's so many different things that we could be doing with it. And I remember I had a client one time, and, and, they, and uh, the husband had a truck. And they came into a meeting, and they said, and the husband said, Hey, Travis, we're selling our truck. And I said, whoa, that's really crazy. You know, what, what got you there? What made you decide that you wanted to sell this truck? And this family, they had a heart for adoption. They felt called to adopt at some point in the future. Adoption is not cheap. And he said, Travis, that truck out there, pointing, he said, that truck out there, that truck is my adoption. And up until that moment, every month, he chose a vehicle over his family. But not anymore. He made the choice because he recognized that every single month we take this money and we hand it over for our debt, 
we could have been doing something better with it. And he gets that. And every month going forward, this dude, this couple, they're going to make different choices. They're going to make better choices. And they deserve better. And so do you. You deserve better as well. And so as I look at these numbers, $15 trillion of debt, all the different kinds of debt, they're going up and up and up. And you may be contributing to some of that. And if you are, that's okay. I'm not saying you're evil. I just want to name it. And I just want to share that there is a better way. We don't have to do that. Because when we decide to live differently, and it is a decision, it's a very intentional decision. It can change everything. And so that's my encouragement for you today. I hope that you do make that decision. I hope you've made that decision. And if you haven't, I hope that maybe today, maybe next week, next month, even next year, something triggers you to make that decision to say, gosh, we're going to do it different. This may be normal, but there's got to be better for us. And I promise you, there is. That's all I have for today. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. Uh, You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course from us, please don't pay full price. Uh, We have a 25% off for you if you want to use the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And that's our way of saying thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you're not interested in any of that, that's okay. We're just glad you're here, and we hope this show continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 